From the Heritage Foundation, I'm Michelle Cordero, and this is Mass Have. In my opinion, uh, it, certainly gun control is a, de- is, is a debate that we need to have. But another debate we need to have is something that's also common in these shootings, the fact that the, these kids come from broken homes without dads. Have you heard anybody talk about this one fact? The Florida shooter had something else in common with almost every other single mass murderer in recent years. He grew up without a father. Why aren't we talking about that? He's sad. He's mournful. He's remorseful. He is fully aware of what is going on. And he's just a broken human being. Broken boys and broken homes. This is one of the commonalities when it comes to traits of a school shooter. Today on Mass App, we'll talk about not just how to protect students from shooters, but also what must happen so that fewer students become shooters in the first place. Emily Gao, director of Heritage's Richard and Helen DeVos Center, sat down with me to talk about the crisis of fatherless shooters. Hi, Emily. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me on. Emily, you recently wrote that 24% of white, non-Hispanic families are headed by a single parent, and that 66% of African-American families are as well. Has there been a recent breakdown in the American family? Well, it's been going on for a long time. The statistics that I quoted are in relation to the Moynihan Report, which was released by Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan back in 1965. Uh, So it's been breaking down for quite a while. At that time in 1965, the rate was 25% of African-American households were led by a single parent. So now that's up to 66%. So that's been over uh, more than 40 years. So... Why does this all matter when we're talking about mass school shootings? Because unfortunately, there is a very high correlation of 75% of the school shooters come from fatherless homes. Um, Many of them come from particularly broken homes. Um, Dr. Peter Langman has done a lot of research on the school shooters, and he's found that they come from homes that are without a father and then oftentimes homes that are very abusive um, which may be you know, related to uh, other people being in the home and, and not having the protection of the father, or sometimes it's also um, the father's in and out and is also part of the abuse. But it's, it's very important that when we look at the issue of school safety, we look um, not only at hardening the physical structures around children, but also um, giving them the emotional and psychological security that a strong family gives them. So even it's true, right, that the the mass shooter uh, with Stoneman Douglas High School, he had recently lost his father. He actually lost his father when he was about five years old, and he recently lost his mother. So he had not grown up with a father, unfortunately. Do we have any other examples of school shooters who come from broken homes? Yes, unfortunately we do. Um, Adam Lanza, who was the school shooter at Newtown, um, his parents were divorced and his father unfortunately said that, you know, he wished his son had never been born. So clearly there was a very broken relationship there. Also the youngest school shooter who was only in first grade when he killed one of his classmates. Um, His father was in prison at the time and his father said that he suspected his son's Actions were related to uh, his absence from the home. So 
Where can we start? How do we fix this problem? Where there's obviously a clear correlation there. How do we fix it? Well, I think fatherhood and marriage are very interrelated. So we could start with, as a culture, um, getting married first and then having children, bringing children into um, a home where there's a mother and a father who are wedded that um, strengthens the family structure around the child and staying married. And I think that there are some limited things the federal government can do, one of which is remove the marriage penalty from welfare. Um, But I think a lot of it has to be really the way that we think about marriage and, and fatherhood and and giving children that emotional security of an intact home. And so the marriage penalty, for those listening who don't know what it is, it's the fact that American couples pay higher taxes simply because they're married, and then that pushes them into a higher tax bracket, which seems backwards and not a really great incentive. Okay, Emily, how much of this would you blame on Hollywood? Well, I don't think Hollywood has had that many positive portrayals of fathers showing fathers a lot of respect. What I hear often from fathers actually is that they find the the fathers that are depicted on sitcoms to be sort of foolish and buffoonish. On the flip side, I have heard a lot of people rave about the show This Is Us because they think it's a great show. Yeah, it produces, uh, you know, it shows a really intact, loving family that's led by a very strong father who's love and commitment to his children is very evident in the in not just the one of the fathers but his son as well right exactly and and that makes sense doesn't it that if you have you know a father who's really loving and really devoted to you that that would give you not only a good role model to be to become a young man but also to become a father yourself yeah yeah you also say that um the same way that we um, turn sports players into heroes and rappers and movie stars that we should elevate fathers the same way. Yeah, I think fathers often get overlooked because the ones who stay around, they're just there every day sort of doing the normal things, you know, the in and out, putting, you know, food on the table and gas in the car. But I think that, you know, over time, that is really an extraordinary commitment um, in our culture to stay with know, the mother of your children, to stay with the children, to get married in the first place. I think increasingly, you know, if our culture is not going to respect it the way that it should, it's up to uh, us as individuals and as families, as communities, to really go out of our way to demonstrate that respect for fathers. And we can also look to president, our president and Congress and other leaders to use their clout in our culture to spread that message, which we don't hear a ton of right now. Right. So a lot of the focus right now, um, even in the aftermath of the school shooting, it hasn't really been on broken families. It hasn't really been on the importance of fathers. But as the article says in the past two administrations, both President Bush and President Obama had the National Fatherhood Initiatives. And, you know, this administration could certainly um, do a lot to make it clear that, you know, fathers have an important role to play in their children's lives. And again, to emphasize that, you know, marriage and fatherhood are very related. Recently in Dallas, we saw that communities are trying to make up for the absences of fathers. What happened there? So that's a great initiative. Um, This school 
has an annual breakfast with dads, and they knew that some of the boys would not actually have a dad or a dad figure to be there to attend their breakfast with them. So they put out a call on Facebook, and they asked for 50 volunteer fathers, and actually 600 men showed up from all different walks of life. And yeah, there's some really great video of the event, and it's just clear that it means so much to the students to have a male role model there to to care for them and to teach them and to show them really how to be a man. And that the community recognizes that they're needed by showing up. Yes, yes. Awesome. Thank you, Emily, so much for talking about this important topic with us. Thanks, Michelle. And that's it for this episode of Mass Ave. If you'd like today's podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a comment on Facebook, iTunes, and let us know what you think. Mass Ave is produced by Michelle Cordero with editing by Thalia Rampersad. 